Thanks for downloading this podcast from RNIB Connect Radio. You're listening to The Morning Mix. If you've just joined us, a very good morning to you. And welcome to the programme. It's Jill Barkley here with you until one o'clock this afternoon. Now, I'm absolutely delighted because it's take a break time. And I haven't spoken to this gorgeous young woman in a long, long time. It's Donna Smiley. Hello, you. Hi there. How are you? I'm good, thanks, Donna. Well, listen, uh, we've got a great, great story uh, written by your own fair hand today. Yep, yep. So it's called um, If Only I'd Known the Truth by Zena Moig. My kids were excited as I dropped them off for a sleepover at my mum's house. Be good for Nan, I told them. You be good too, mum said as I headed out the door. I will, I replied laughing. She'd offered to have the children so I could go out. I met my friends Nathan and Nicole and we headed to the pub. My work weights were meeting us there for drinks too. After going to the bar, we joined them. I sat next to a guy called Matthew. He'd only got a job at the store a year earlier, so I didn't know him that well. But we started talking. What a day, I said. Tell me about it, he replied. I thought it would never end. Soon the drinks were flowing and everyone was chatting and laughing. Matthew, who I'd always thought was quiet, really came out of his shell. Later, my colleague Mandy said he'd asked her back to his for a drink. Have fun, I said. But as Nathan, Nicole and I started walking home soon after, I spotted Matthew standing alone near a burger van. I thought you were heading home with Mandy, I said. She went off with her mates, he replied. He didn't seem best pleased, but then he said, Do you fancy coming back to mine? There's beer in the fridge. I looked at my friend who smiled and said, Why not? Back at his flat, he went into the kitchen while we made ourselves comfortable. When he returned, he handed me a glass of cloudy water. I must have run out of beer, he said. No worries, I said, taking the water. It was a bit odd, but we'd drunk plenty already, so it didn't matter. I had a few sips of the water, then handed the rest to Nathan. We sat around chatting, the Nichols boyfriend came to pick her up. Soon after, I began to feel drowsy. I sat back on the sofa and dozed off. When I woke, I felt groggy and disorientated. I was sure I'd been sitting up before, but now I was lying down with my arms crossed over my chest like a corpse. How did I end up like this, I thought. Hearing a strange noise, I turned and saw Matthew's chadling Nathan, pinning him to the floor. Then I saw a glint of something silver in Matthew's hand and realised with horror that he was clutching a knife. Before I could do anything, he raised the blade into the air and plunged it into Nathan's face twice. Nathan cried out as blood began pouring from his cheek onto the carpet. When I moved to try and help, Matthew whipped round. Seeing I was awake, he lunged at me, wrapping his hands around my throat. Gasping for air, I frantically tried to get away from him. He's going to kill me, I thought, terrified. Somehow, I wiggled free and crawled towards the door. But as I reached for the handle, Matthew came up behind me, and I felt cold metal against my skin. There was a slicing sound, and then Matthew giggled in my ear, as blood began spurting from a wound on my chin. Squeezing my eyes, I braced myself for him to attack again. But then Nathan got up and threw himself at Matthew. Run, he shouted, wrestling Matthew to the ground. I scrambled to my feet and fled. Moments later, Nathan caught up with me, and together we ran down the stairs and through the car park. When we reached the street, I put my hand to my neck. It was wet and sticky with blood. I think he's cut my throat, I said. Your neck's fine, Nathan said, but your ching's hanging off. He took my hand and we ran to a petrol station. It was open and we went inside. The cashier took one look at our bloody faces and handed me the phone. I dialed 999 and told the operator we'd been attacked. Minutes later, two police officers arrived. We told them what had happened before an ambulance came to take us to hospital. Nathan had lost a lot of blood after suffering three stab wounds to his face and neck. I needed seven stitches in the cut on my chin, which doctors said would leave a scar. My neck was so badly bruised and when Matthew had tried to strangle me, he'd gripped my throat so hard, his thumbprint was visible on my skin. Mum was shocked when she saw me and my youngest daughter, Bonnie Age, was so upset she couldn't look at me. A bad man hurt me, but I'm okay, I said. I tried to sound calm and reassuring, even though my insides were churning with fear. 
police were still searching for Matthew and I was terrified he'd find me and attack me again. That night I locked every door and window in the house before I went to bed. Bonnie climbed in next to me. You could have died, Mummy, she said. I'm not going anywhere, I replied, hugging her tightly. That night I hardly slept. Thankfully, the next day police called to say Matthew had been arrested. He was charged with the attack and remanded in custody. It was such a relief. A few days later, one of my bosses called. I don't know how to tell you this, he said, but I've been told Matthew's been in trouble before. What did he do, I asked. He killed his girlfriend, he replied. I gasped with shock. As soon as I got off the phone, I typed Matthew's name into Google. Several news reports popped up and my heart pounded as I read them. Eight years earlier, when Matthew was living in Gloucester, he'd escaped from the window of a burning house. Firefighters arrived and pulled his girlfriend from the blaze, but she was dead. A post-mortem revealed she'd died before the fire started. My hands tentatively touched my bruised neck as I read she'd been strangled. In police interview and the trial that followed, Matthew said they'd had sex, but maintained he couldn't remember what happened afterwards. He was convicted of her manslaughter and sentenced to a minimum of seven years. I'd been working alongside a killer. Shock gave way to anger. If I'd known the truth about his violent past, I wouldn't have had anything to do with him. Never mind gone to his flat for a drink. In time, Matthew Bale appeared at Torton Crown Court and pleaded guilty to two counts of wounding with intent to cause grievous body harm. The court heard Matthew had been released from jail just 20 months before his unprovoked attack on me and Nathan. At the time, he was deemed not to pose a significant risk to the public. But the judge said Matthew had returned to excessive drinking and drug taking he knew could make him act aggressively. Both your victims have been deeply troubled by your apparent lack of motivation, Judge Evans said. Whether you can properly understand it, I do not know. Matthew was given an extended sentence of 10 years, six of which will serve in prison and four on licence. When the police phoned to tell me, I sank to the floor with relief, but no sentence will ever be enough for what he did to me. My fun night turned into a bloody nightmare which has left me scarred for life, physically and mentally. I'm still too scared to leave the house and haven't been able to return to work. I try and be strong for my children, but there's always a little voice in my head that says, what if Matthew had killed you that night? The thought of what have happened sends chills down my spine i think it always will and that's it oh my goodness donna it's terrifying absolutely terrifying you just don't know you know who's around you and you know it's it's all very well you know getting to know somebody um you know whether it's in the workplace or through friends or whatever but you just don't know what's going on in their past do you no you don't it's really scary very very scary just going for a drink and then that happens poor woman oh very much so well listen hopefully her and nathan are on the men now and uh you know but it's it's the mental scars and the memories that take time to heal isn't it exactly that's worse than the physical thing think for them really oh definitely well listen we wish them all the very best here from all of us at rnib connect radio and uh, thank you so much don it's been such a pleasure catching up with you again you get anything nice nice planned for the week um, I'm moving on Saturdays, um, and that's about it, really. So, no, not really. Oh, my goodness. But stressful. Stressful. Just make sure you've like got a couple that. of bottles of wine once everything's in. Oh, okay, <laughs> don't worry. <laughs> Listen, thank you so much for joining us today. And oh, if anybody wants pleasure. to take a look at the current issue of The Mag, it is out now. The new issue is coming out on Thursday, but you can also take a look at the fully accessible website. Have you got the web address? I have. It's www.takeabreak.co.uk. Donna Smiley from Take a Break magazine. Thanks for joining us here on RNIV Connect Radio. You have a good week. You too. Take care. Bye-bye. For more downloads like these, visit rnibconnectradio.org.uk slash podcasts.